flyover state of film was shot in front of a live studio audience. And welcome back to another episode of Flyover State of Film, guys. Episode 101. Starting yes, fresh. Thought Brian was going to quit. Uh, yes. But of course, I got my boys Welcome here. to Flyover State of Film 101. 101. Be prepared to take notes. And you guys, but you buckled and you assigned, you agreed to my contract terms. So I'm back. Yeah. I'm back for 101. Yeah, yeah I, I was able to get an extra 10%. And I'm just, I'm good, I just got a loot crate. Loot Crate subscription. Oh, jeez. It's really cool. And it's not even new Loot Crates. It's somebody sends you their... Somebody sending me their old Loot, loot Crate. crate. <laughs> it's really cool. You get, a Metall- you get a Metallica pop and a, a Jason pop. Yeah. And, and the, uh, my latest, my latest Loot Crate, I got a Francis Coppola wine. A mo- let me tell you, it tastes like Gia wine. Coppola. A Modelo... Uh, Honestly, it's a pretty good loot crate. It's called the shit on my desk. And all the and, uh, handles on the thing I'm Obviously, you're joining us. We missed Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Brian. Uh, my boys. These are my three Happy sons. Father's Day, Dad. Do people, yeah. people know that you're my kids when they watch the show? Uh, I like. Have we revealed that yet? I'm the father of all three flyboys. Yeah, you yes. you've been pumping out kids since you've been like twelve. Yeah, right? Colonize my drilling. mother. Just drilling. Just drill, baby, drill. Um, but also, as me and Brian would know, most of our last action heroes are fathers, right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. No. This episode is going to be heavy heroes. Um. I think what we wanted to do was kind yeah. of give our top five each of our favorite action yeah. heroes on this from where growing did, up. To before, now. Well, before we get into that, did you guys check out the Clerks trailer at all? Uh-huh. Okay, we can talk about it. <laughs> the Clerks the trailer? Clerks 3. Oh, Minions? that looked awful. Uh, you know... Oh, fuck you, Brian. You said the same thing about Bob, Jay, and Simon. No, Bobby. I did not. That looked like shit. Yes, you did. You said, well, the trailer doesn't look that bad. The Clerks movies hold up better than most of Kevin Smith's movies. This should be a better Kevin Smith You are in an abusive relationship, and you need to get out. Here's my thing with it. Here's my thing with it. The whole meta idea of him, like, revisiting it, fine, fine, fine. It's just, like, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, 
you've heard this story because he never shut up about the making of Clerks. Like, I know exactly how he fucking, like, sold a Laserdisc collection and he had an insurance, co- you know, shit and all this. He backs out the crowd. Everybody knows the whole thing already. And all he's doing is, like, tacking on his heart attack bullshit to it also. It's just, like, it's very, I don't know, it's as, as self-aggrandizing as the movie ever is, I guess. I'll be honest, you know, TJ, I... I yeah. I scrubbed through the trailer, but definitely his I, daughter's in it. I didn't she, even. I didn't even know. Still, of course. And his yeah. and his and his wife, who. Yeah, we'll move on from that. Um, there has, there has I don't think I'm Yeah. Thor, Marvel stuff. Well, did you see that? Like, so TJ, you've been calling out all the time of Natalie Portman's been photoshopped like muscles. Oh, fuck! And Come then sh- showed up on the, the red carpet. And was like, <laughs> no, I agree with you, Seth. We should not talk about that. Let's do our five action heroes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. Natalie Portman. It's two, it's two and two. Uh, I think we win. I think we're going to have to steamroll right over that. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, just was, I was just there for the ride. Um, yeah, so, like, obviously, the movie, uh, this episode is going to be Last Action Hero, childhood favorite of mine, and also stars, if not, I guess maybe we can all agree the top one or two action star of all time. Spoil it. Yeah, I would put... I think that's kind of a given for most Like, do we all have... No, I think there's, I think there's a conversation to be had. There, okay, absolutely, for the fact four. Uh, but that's what we're going to do right now. I guess you guys just want to get off your list one-on-one, or do you want to go one-by-one? One? How do you want to handle this? Let's do one-by-one. One. I'm sure there's going to be some overlap. Okay. All right. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. All right. I'll start with my first one, I guess. Um, I guess, for me, for me, I consider him an action star. Even if in some of the movies he's not doing so much action, this might be a weird one, but off the bat, like, something that I was thinking about is Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah. Ooh, honorable mentions. He's on my honorable mentions. Absolutely. That's I mean, literally, like Roadhouse one. alone gets you on the list. Oh like, yeah, Roadhouse, Roadhouse, and and uh, Red Dawn and Mexican. Draft, I guess. Come yeah. on. And the fight scene, Point Break. Point Break. Point Break. Shit. Point yeah. Break. So uh, that'd be, I guess. And then uh, who wants to go next with the fifth? Is Mark Spiegel back now? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Tom Cruise. Five. Right, we're doing five. Yeah. Doing Tom five. Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise is my I number five. Pick Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible <laughs> series, Last Samurai, Edge of Tomorrow, Minority Report. My dude is an action star. Point. Risky business. Risky business. Cocktails. I don't uh, joke. like uh, Oblivion. I, I did like Oblivion as an underrated one, but it was a one and done. I don't ever want to revisit it because I don't like Collateral it. count. Collateral's fucking uh, I think it's just tense, but sure. He has action sequences. Uh, yeah, so number five, Wesley Snipes. Yeah! Demolition Man, the Blade Trilogies, um, uh, not an action movie, but Murder on 1600. Um, Train, Passenger 57, U.S. Marshals. Just, honestly, he shows up, and it's a good time, boy. Kicks ass. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, we all know the people who are going to be on my list. It's just a matter of what the order is going to be. So number five is going to be Harrison Ford. Honorable mention. Indiana Jones, Han Solo. And even if you knock those off because they're like franchises or they're fantasy or they're, I mean, you still got the Jack Ryans. You still got the Fugitive. You got him doing like the flip side of the Bruce Willis coin where he's like more like a dad. 
you know, Bruce Willis was in every man, but he still seemed like a tough guy. Yeah. Harrison Ford was like your dad getting in a getting yeah. in some shit. That was that was America's my dad in Air Force One. Damn oh. right. Oh, oh, Air Force One, classic. TJ number four. Uh, for me, uh, damn it, I'm gonna have to do it, but I'm gonna agree. I I didn't like him at five, Joe. But four for me is Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blade alone, just the first one gets me. Passenger Fifty Seven underrated as well. Yeah. Or like Demolition Man probably is the next one, especially when he just that went. was the kicker for me, Demolition Man. Yeah. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't it be you got you? Yeah, he kicks a lot in that movie. Um uh number four was Patrick Spacey actually. I, I said honorable mention, but I put in number four. Uh but Joe. Mm. I did have Harrison Ford, but I'm gonna actually bump Harrison Ford for one of my honorable mentions. Get a little female diversity in here. I put Charlie Starin on my list. Woke. That's a good. I point. almost I almost made it, but I really could only think of like a couple of action. Yeah. Beats but that was the that was the thing was the few action beats she was in. I've enjoyed well, them. That's well, why Sigourney Weaver didn't make my list either. She's an honorable mention, but like she's really just got the one action role. She's not like a big action star. Yeah. Which one do you see what you're doing though. I said, yeah, it was it was like it was just more of like I'm pulling her from honorable mention, so I don't have Harrison Ford. So we that's eliminate fine. some. Which one did you mention, Brian? The second one? Did you oh, know? the second one I mentioned was Sigourney Weaver. She's in my honorable oh, mention. Oh no, I have, I have Charlize. She really has the one franchise. Yeah. I have Charlize in my honorable and uh, Mila too. You know, Fifth Element, Resident Evil. Now that's an action star right there. Yeah. But I don't like the movies she's in really, except for Fifth <laughs> yeah, so Element. What? We just gave one to Tom Cruise. And I don't give a shit about the movies. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen, we have to talk nice to Tom Cruise. Or else you're gonna hey, come for us. No, oh, fuck you, Scientology. Where's <laughs> Shelly Miscavige, Tom Cruise? <laughs> she's in my top five. Uh, Brian. <laughs> Oh, are we doing it again? Yeah. All right, this one, I don't know. This one might be a little low. You guys might have him a little bit higher. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. I don't have Oh, him. yeah, yeah. He's mine, my, my three and Honorable two. mention. I mean, just like, obviously, you know, you, you punch Rambos, Demolition Man, punch. Cobra, uh, punch. Tango and Cash, you punch, know, Specialist, Brian. Assassins. There's a lot of good ones. Great. There. We don't have to talk about anyone further up on the list now. <laughs> Brian just rattled it all off. Well, no, pull one from your honorable mentions, tough guy. <laughs> yeah, bring up another woman. Yeah, well, uh, fine. The name one more woman. I can't because they don't exist. Angelina Jolie. Well, that was it. No one liked Wanted. I'm sorry. That is the most underrated yeah, fucking Raider, movie of that Wanda, year. Mister and Mrs. Smith. She's yeah, a Mrs. Smith. She's. A, I mean, she's an action star in her own right. I'll give you Eternals. That. <laughs> Everyone's favorite movie. TJ. Uh, three for me um, is an easy one because these top three were tough. And three, actually, not easy. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan Ooh. is. is like, this does like, not bring it into him, but I'm happy that we're talking about him. Yeah, yeah we all were going to put him on, but Yusef told us not to do any martial artists. So. No, no, no. I'm happy. Talk about it, TJ. Talk about it. I mean, tell I me. There's like also other like things to him that's just him being a martial arts. Oh, it's Jackie. Rush yeah. Hour. Yeah, it's com- comedic timing. Shanghai movies. But it's like, and that I guess it goes together with guys. But yeah, Jackie Chan three. Oh, 100%. Jackie Chan's the best. Jackie Chan yeah. would have been number one. Y'all t- talk about yeah. the chat. I missed it. It was a good conversation though for to peel back the curtain a little bit to anyone like. The difference between action stars and martial arts stars in our um, yeah. we did discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just, I like, just made my top five and martial artists on here. And like four of them were martial artists. I was like, are people gonna say this is a martial artist top five? They could do uh, their own. That's and, and Yusuf's right. I could do my own top five. Like, at but least my number the top three probably would have been martial arts guys. We yeah. watch sidekicks. We know. <laughs> Chuck Norris. You know what? Uh, Next, you're gonna choose the my number three for us. Yeah, my number three is Wesley Snipes. Um, one thing, one big thing about action stars for me. And maybe that's why I'm I'm not that too high on Sylvester. It's like I, I actually have to buy into what they're doing. And Wesley, whatever he's fucking doing, I fucking believe that he's like in it. Like he's running down that train in, in US Marshals, he's kicking ass in Blade, his kicking ass in um Demolition Man, and his like he really is a good actor that on top of just being this physical presence that is just an action star. So Dude, that I, that's why when I was evaluating that, I would say first blood though. Do you guys? Oh yeah. But that's like, you know, one, do you really buy him as a cliffhanger? I did. It. <laughs> I did. I do. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I love that. movie. I, do, I, well, I, th I think that's just like, that's just like their level of stardom when they like at the point where you're talking about the movies, Sylvester's on this level where he's like basically just playing himself at that at yeah. that point, you know. Wesley Snipes is still getting to do character shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about what is your number three, Brian? I think Joe goes next. Oh, uh, Joe, sorry. Oh, yeah. So I'll steal another one of Joe's picks. But I guess yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're at three. <laughs> what? We're at three. <laughs> that laugh is like Joe would stick me with a gotta... broken beer bottle here in the same room together. Get the Don't face talk. Like... Uh, I'm putting the rock. You said isolate, isolate that, and then put it on. Like <laughs> just, I just uh, at three. I'm putting Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think he's really coming to his own. But even the star, like I still think his best action movies are the Rundown. But like, but like even his uh Die Hard knockoff and Skyscraper and like we watched Rampage for the show. Uh, I mean it's not an action movie, but I just rewatched Pain and Gain the other week when I was homesick and like. You know that adrenaline's there, like Walking Tall remake. Walking Tall, Walking Tall was a ton of fun. Oh, we watched that recently too, and I, I think he's the yeah. closest thing we have today of you know your Arnold's, your Stallones. That's oh. in that age. Uh, so yeah, if he's in an action movie, I'm gonna see it like faster. Which once again, more of a drama, but Honorable like mention. He's or stronger mention. was the movie. No, it was faster. Yeah, yeah. stronger faster. and faster. Oh, faster, faster. Yeah. I yeah. like faster a lot actually. So I just drunk. watched it not too long ago. It's a revenge movie. Uh, I, the only thing I'm not looking forward to because I just really think it's gonna be flat is his like Black, Black Adam. Adam. He looks so fucking funny. He looks like a turd in the air, like flying. <laughs> when he was flying, no cape, like, he just like by himself. Yeah, it looks really silly. He looks like Powdered Toastman from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the movie we were seeing. It's like ten years too late, right? Like oh, yeah. the Rock. That's because was, they announced it almost ten years ago. <laughs> if the Rock did a superhero movie, you know, if did an MCU or a DC movie, like in 2012, we'd still be we'd be in like our third trilogy, being like, oh shit, that's good. Anyway, uh, that's Brian, my three. Third pick, uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, the Die Hards, Striking Distance, Last Action Hero, or, or uh, Last Boy Scout. Um, you know, Fifth Element. Just oh, yeah. uh, as, fucking and Fifth also, Element, like, man. That's such a good what the action star was in the late '80s. Kind of took it back a little bit from you know, it was like a modern day Steve McQueen or something. You know, I had the felt more like a real guy. Yeah. Um, and, it's, uh, just, and still very, and like, 
he's just great. Like, like he's so good in those movies. He became kind of a bit of a punchline and he, a one note. And then, you know, and now everybody feels bad about making those jokes. You don't have to feel bad about making those jokes. It's okay to make fun of people when they're bad. It's fine. <laughs> um, but like, it's, it, you forget how fucking good he was. And like, he's just, just awesome. Bruce Willis is, is great. Such a solid, he's such a solid actor in yeah. terms of like, he knows, like, obviously like, if you were to evaluate him as an actor, you would say he's one note. But that one note, man, can fucking just sound it, it out. No, yeah, he, he, he plays one note, but imagine it's like that one note they play by like running their finger around the glass and it like vibrates the whole room, you know? Like, it's just... Uh, I always think about that story Kevin Smith told where he ran and talked about how he was difficult to work on a cop out. And even at the time, even as a Kevin Smith fan, I was like, it just sounds like he was mad that you were bad at your job, dude. Like, I don't know what the story is. He sounds like a fucking pro who knew exactly what he could do and what he brings to a project. And you sound like a chud. <laughs> there is a, I don't, I think it might be about from, it might be a from cop out, like why this is in this movie. There's a great fucking gag making fun of Bruce Willis and Kevin Smith in a movie called um, I think it's like what just happened and it's about uh, Robert De Niro is an agent and he's Bruce Willis's agent and Bruce Willis won't shave his beard for the Jew because of the Jewish faith but he must and he's refusing to come out of the trailer and it's like the tension of the movie is to get Bruce Willis out of the trailer it's like a dramedy and it's him making fun I think it's Bruce Willis making fun of that instance or the his reputation like being difficult mm -hmm. Because it's a pretty, like, funny gag. I don't remember the movie being too great, but... <laughs> he's got he's got comedy chops. Like, he knows what's yeah, funny. Yeah, he definitely does that. So, his, his Look passion... Look who's talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> TJ, number two. My number two is easy because Brian just said it was Bruce Willis. Um, I don't know if... Did you mention Jackal, which isn't necessarily an action movie? But so uh, no, I, I did not mention Jackal. That's a good if you guys have ever seen the part with Jack Black and him testing out the gun, like holding out the pack of cigarettes, and like just... It's probably my first squibs that I've seen on films. I've seen it when I was like 11 or 12 or something like that, but Jack was a good one. Bruce Willis is too. It's a good homoerotic movie. Mm. Um, number like two for me... Is Keanu Reeves, baby. Well, you know what? Let's just join together like Voltron because he's my number two as well. Yeah, <laughs> man. Point Break, Speed, The Matrixes, and John Wick. Coming on. back with John Wick, which I consider the best current action franchise out there. Constantine. Like so good, yeah. It, and that, and and it harpers back to I feel like he really did benefit a lot from Bruce Willis, obviously, in that you know this small frame dude. But he sells it with his physicality, especially with the John Wicks. Like yeah. you can see that he put in the work. And while I don't feel like Keanu could kill me in real life, it, movie Keanu, I, f I fully buy that he can kill me. I think regular Keanu could kill me. I too. think regular yeah. Keanu could kill Everything me. About he's him. lanky. He's lanky. You know? yeah. Yeah. But he's a peace. He's so peaceful though. Yeah, well, he wouldn't like, kill me, but I don't. That doesn't mean he couldn't kill me. I okay. Think he okay. Could snap. He can snap. <laughs> he's a pass. He's so he's so lovable. But yeah, I love I love any Keanu, and 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 it's also like a one note of uh, Bruce Willis. Like that's just a perfect note that Keanu can play. Um, uh, I think really Joe, in on it even. Uh, also, shout out to Chain Reaction. Better movie than it gives gets credit for. I haven't seen it in a while. I don't I mean, know. Is, I don't is that the one it. where he's like running in the water? No, that's um, that's uh, Johnny Mnemonic. No, no, no. That's um, this guy. From Mr. Robot. 
All right. Fuck. Never mind. Go well, ahead. you guys know what two is. Is Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah. And my I mean, mention. The Dark I mean, Horse. Come I in. mean, he has brought me my favorite action films solely based off of him being the leads. From Con Air to The Rock to Face Off. Then, you know, you could dive into God in 60 Seconds. And um, fucking, you know, even a string of ones, I watch all. So I, I forever cement it into my action star. Just hell, even unbearable way to massive talent, he got to be an oh, action star. Oh, that reminds me, Joe. I meant to tell you, I was happy to be at Target today. The Target exclusive Blu-ray of that was, you know, regular twenty-five bucks was on clearance for some reason for seven fifty. Oh. I just gra- I haven't seen it, but I just bought it. That's too. De- that's a uh, stupid deal. Like, why would I not get yeah. that? <laughs> Please, man, I'm so proud of you. You did. <laughs> I think you'll really find it fun. I, pro- I I wanted to see it, and I was like, hell, this is cheaper than if I would have gone to see it at the theater. <laughs> yeah, I just ordered it, pre-ordered it, and it came, but I wish I waited to fucking that deal. And I don't know if it was just my local Target, because it was literally like the regular one was regular price, and they're exclusive. They had one left, clearance tagged. I was like, this can't, that can't be right. That, that don't make out. sense. But... Well, whatever. I, I fucking bought that shit. Uh, I was so, thinking yeah. about I was thinking about Hard Rain Christian Slater. That was hard. oh yeah, oh. So that's a, that's like an artsy um, action. That's movie. a fun yeah. one. That was like one of the few uh, like John Cusack. Spoiler alert: villainous turns for Morgan Freeman. Is Cusack yeah. in that? Sorry, I'm a fanatic. No, I don't think so. Oh, but yeah, Nicholas Cage is a great thing. He he's an honorable mention. Oh, uh, Drive Angry, he's like I such a good. It's fun. He's a fun. He's like. He, He's a fun action star. So and I feel I'm like glad he's out of the string of straight to DVD like action star movies because he can like, choose a little bit more now. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I feel like nobody has mentioned the guy, so might as well all of us say our number one. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's Arnold. Well, yeah, Arnold, of course. It was. I it's no, mine's Stallone. I, I put Stallone on mine, and I I teetered around Arnold. Huh. Yeah. Oh, you put you put you put Stallone number one. Put Stallone yeah. at number one. You put I, you put a woman on your <laughs> list. <laughs> and you left Arnold off. Wow, wow. Who are you trying? Is Laura off camera with a gun on you? Blink twice. <laughs> I thought I'd make it the interesting. Outrage in TJ's eyes. You put a woman. No, Arnold is clearly the number one yeah. action star. My whole thing with Arnold and Stallone and why, like, because always as a kid growing up, that was the thing, especially, you know, for those of us who are so much older. Um, But, like, my whole thing with those two and why I obviously put uh, Schwarzenegger at number one is, like, there's a 10-year stretch where he is just knocking out banger after banger and doesn't get pigeonholed. It's funny, this movie, we're going to talk about Last Action Hero but in Last Action Hero, the character he is, Jack Slater, is the kind of character he almost never actually played. Yep. He yeah. was never really a cop with the guy, you know, with the guy who yelled at him. The, the you know, the t- that was like it's it's funny that he parodied that, or maybe it's like yep. that's why he that's why the character is that way because they wanted to. But like he did all this weird sci-fi shit, and he did like yeah. you know, I guess Commando would be the one exception. But a lot of his stuff is really varied. Oh, but yeah, it's all no, r- running like. From Running Man Running to Man, True Lies, yeah. there's such a wide gap. Yeah. From from Total Recall to I think his most um, generic one, and it's in the '90s or like 2000. 
It's fucking collateral damage. Like when he has shit like this is generic. Well, that was like his, co- like his, that's like it was like later his, in his career when he started getting into stuff that seemed more kind of like traditional. You yeah. know, I, I, and I, I like his comeback was like the last stand, and that's probably his most basic of them all. Yeah, but that was like I'm old and I'm coming back from being the governor. Let's just do something simple. Let's see if people still buy me as a star. Yeah. yeah, like Kindergarten Cop, I kind of guess feels like a Jack Slayer type of character. He has like the villain and Frost. I guess the beginning, but they all the, that yeah. movie already subverts it. So like then the idea to parody it in a different, you know, even the movie where he almost plays that character, he doesn't, right? Yeah. So that's it's just interesting. I thought as I'm watching that, I'm like, that's weird that this doesn't feel like an Arnold character, really. Arnold with a beard too in Kindergarten Cop. No, I feel like. Uh, Last Action Hero is like his sexiest, one of his sexiest roles. He looks oh, good in Last Action Hero. He really does. That yep. tight, that type Salmon ish shirt, like ooh wee, yeah. girl. Some of the best action figures. And we'll get to that later. Anyway. Anything else? I know I talked a lot. So anybody else? Got no, no, say? this is a good warm up. Topics? Yeah. Are we topicking? Did we hit yeah, any topics that not mention? Or no? Okay. I think no. we kind of threw through them. Uh, most of mine were martial artists. Like Mel Gibson and Kurt Russell were on my honorable mention list. Oh, Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell? I always forget about. No, yeah, I would definitely put him in like an action thing. Yeah, Kurt Russell's a good pick. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I guess, which one do you want, Brian? Do you want the movie duo or the oh, genre? Since both of them were both, yours. I Actually, I'll go ahead and take the movie duo ones more. I'll take the, the genre one because All right. it specifically happened while I was watching the Jurassic Park movies leading up to the new Jurassic World Dominion. That's what made me think yeah. of this. Because, so, like... <laughs> do you want to do that one now? Oh, I no, I don't care. Whatever one way you want to do, do it. Do it now, do it now. You already okay. did All right, fine, we'll do it now. Wait. Do it now, so do it live! A hundred episodes in, we're so good at this. Um, no, I was just thinking, because there's no other really, like, competing dinosaur movie or franchise that's really been that successful. There's plenty of, like, kind of shitty ones that flew under the radar, but, like, nobody that really hangs in there. And it, so I was, like, so, thinking about movies that are their own genre, like Jurassic Park is. But it doesn't need to necessarily be something that big. But if you can think of a movie that, like, is kind of so individualistic that it just kind of stands on its own as its own thing. Um, you want to start, Yusuf? I see you have your hand raised. You're very polite. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, scary movie. Um Scary movie, while it didn't define the genre of spoof movies, after Scary Movie, uh, the success of one and two, there's not a single parody movie that ever reached not only the quality or the success of that movie. So they either they revived the spoof genre. I'm not gonna say that they defined it, but they're the only success story of the two thousands. And by far, like, nobody even reached half their level. Like, think about the hero movies or the epic movies or the Spartans or... Yeah. Like, I there's miss, so I miss outlier, but I feel like it's different enough that I can mention it here and not undercut your point, is Dewey yeah. Cox. But that's, like, well, yeah, a yeah, very yeah. specific yeah. thing. Yeah. Not yeah. real. They're parodying like Pop Star did also, it. But Shaun it, of the Dead parodying. Yeah, but, like, the, the genre that Scary Movie created was, like... I guess mashing of all the first one is mainly scary movie, uh, uh, scream, but they do bring a lot of yeah, elements of other movies last summer in that one too. Yeah. 
it's uh, like airplane, you know, it's like that airplane. vibe, like even more tightly like honed to the script. It, it was saying, the first uh, Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking you. That's the precursor to that, yeah. too. Yeah, it was the first the successful one where it's like there's ripping movies because there's ones in the 80s that are like that there's more in the 90s like the same thing mm-hmm. but um i just wish a spoof movie that's not a music bio spoof movie came out that was good now because they still release that shit like they just go to yeah, DVD they st- like, and and the reason <laughs> why i picked scary movie is like it got to a point and and i feel like jaws and 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 Jurassic Park and other can be mentioned. It's like, oh, it's like a, a Jaws, or it's like it's like all the spoof movies got that. Oh, it's like a scary movie. Yeah, it's like so it became genre. the definition. It's it's a genreless or genreless movie. What about you? I, um, I put uh, so I don't know. The first one that came to my head was more. It was the Parasite. Because I, okay. I remember when Parasite was released, it had a hard time exp- had a hard time putting it in a box because uh, yes, it's a it's a uh, you know a, a thriller basically, mm-hmm. but it's funny, it's dramatic, it's, it's never scary seen it at some it's points. Cool. So yeah, I'll stay away from like spoiling anything of it. But it was it's just also kind like of a, a family drama, but not in yeah. that way that like elevated horror tries to be a drama yeah. also at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? It was just those like are a, social commentaries, those yeah. are a geopolitical. It's like it's it, a lot of shit. I time. guess it's just a complete movie, and there's not many complete movies, so it seemed genreless to me. Yeah, the the only one that I compare it to, and it's not even the same at all, but it's like a, a movie that also you have to like pick and choose moments of the movie to go like, okay, this is a thriller, this is a drama, yeah. this is uh, the skin I live in. I don't oh, know if nobody uh, has seen that movie, the Pedro Almodel movie. Like that movie, you watch. Like yeah, the papers sure. literally said, like this movie doesn't have a genre. Like yeah, it's like I have some honorable mentions too. I'll save to the end, but like there's just those genreless movies, right? You feel like well, like uh, we did Fear and Loathing on the show, and yeah. I feel like that's a movie that's like that. Yeah, yeah. That's is it a comedy? Like, is it a drama? Oh. Is it a crime movie? Is it a drug movie? Like what is you know? It's all. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The biggest yeah. offender, I think, is when people, I don't have a, uh, an example off my mind, is when people go, oh, the movie's hysterical, or it's presented as a comedy, you see it, and then it's everything, and you're like, what? I thought I was going to see the funnies. <laughs> or like every movie that I watch out of that comes out from Sweden that they present <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a comedy. Yeah, and oh, that's a horrifying one. drama with like three funny lines in it. <laughs> yeah, the last one, the the, the Mads Mikkelsen one, like everybody's oh. hilarious. It's like, yeah, it's funny-ish, that's but it's I'm... a fucked up movie too. Yeah, it's mostly a sad drama though. Build <laughs> um, it as a comedy. I don't, I'm sorry if I take this from anybody, and if I did, feel free to jump in. It's just the one that kind of popped in my head first, because like Joe said, you, could, you, you can call it one thing, but you're never going to see anything like it. And they maybe tried it with the same people for, uh, obviously, a less, uh, a worse movie, but um, Jackass is literally yeah. its own thing that you'll never break. see. It's a bad grandpa thing, which I know. That's a really know. smart pick and, and like, that's a great undeniably pick. its own thing. Like, no, could no, not be no, replicated, no. cannot be copied, like... And, and you could try, there might be people in, like, 11 years, like, which are gonna be, end up being, like, YouTube personalities 
that are normally doing it now on their own channels and stuff like that. But if someone tried to make a movie, I don't know what it is about Jackass, but just he, dudes hanging out. Yeah, and like, and even the way they elevate the newest one with like adding new people, and it's not the same group, and they just like. Then it was like almost at this point, like uh, fraternity. We were like, well, we're, you got seniority, so you guys are going to do all the real crazy stuff. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do the Steve-O's and the Johnny Knoxville stuff, but y'all can mess up. It reminds me of like uh, and what I used to get, especially from listening to the Kevin Smith commentaries on his movies, which was like just a bunch of buddies sitting around yeah. talking about what they, the fun they had making their movie. And like not necessarily talking about the technical aspects, but like giving you a little behind the scenes stuff and just interacting and they Yo, just feel very natural. One of my, it feels like what you're seeing is very real. You know, One of my favorite parts of the new Jackass isn't even a stunt. It's when you get the clip of them talking about Cobra Kai. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to hear more of that conversation. It's, just, it's, yeah. thing. it's like, if they have those moments in there where I was thinking of the stunts and then there's just like moments of them just all hanging out in the movies. And I... Most obviously, everything's Hollywooded up. It's all fashion and glam. But like, they're the they're the one group of guys in movies that I believe like everything that happens behind the scenes is still happening just as much on in front of the camera. Yeah. So there's no um, fakeness to it. So for- yeah, I love I love that Eric Andre, like he he created this fucked up show where everybody is afraid to go on the, his show. And like they interview him, he's like, I've never been this tensed in my life. I'm so scared to be around all these yeah. people. So well, it does seem like I could never hack it. Like it seems torturous. Like oh, to be yeah. a part of that friend group. Like I, I would, I'm not, I'm not man enough. I couldn't do it. Like the blow, the toilet blowing up while you. Like I can't take a fucking pee in in peace. Like not even that is sacred. <laughs> what about my here? dick getting blown off? <laughs> And they all know your weak fears. They all know your weaknesses. Oh, they know so everything. Nothing. Yeah. Um, like, Danger Aaron is legitimately going to have PTSD after, like, oh, the bear okay. shit. That, oh, that bear one is scary. <laughs> I think it's fingers. Oh, goodness. The, yeah. um, the, the, the Science okay. of the Lambs sketch or that is, like, is yeah, them just going, so them just going, hard. it's the best the, one. The way Dave England comes out after, and he's like, huh, is, it, is it really over? Like, he's like, he's not believed that it's ended. He's like, still, something else horrible is going to happen to him. It's so, it, it's so hilarious that four men are like on the brink of having a nervous breakdown. And this asshole is just like with his penis tucked between his legs, just dancing. dancing or- just having a time with his and life. Like, that's just for us. Like, they can't see him in there. <laughs> he can't uh, see them either. He's just doing it. He's just the vibing. Just, like... just vibing out. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what's your pick? Uh, this is this actually is uh, just this is kind of the other movie that made me think about this, and uh, it's Witness with Harrison Ford. It's an Amish thriller. Oh. Like, there's no other real, like, movies, like, that mainstream and, like, set in Amish society like that. Yeah, they did a couple crappy reality shows a couple years ago that were all fake as hell. But, like, just Amish the Mafia. Of, we have Kingpin, but that's, like, you know, that's a comedy. You know, yeah. I'm talking about, like, Kingpin. there's no, like, thrillers set in the world of the Amish, you know? That's that was just weird. Just a one-off movie that exists that's different. Yeah. Amish Mafia. That's like, yeah, that's I, I that's the type of movie that I tend to forget. It's, it's, yeah, it's, but it's a good. That's movie. one that I'll think something else. I always think it's like the fugitive for some reason. I don't know why, 
but I'm obviously two different, completely different. It's also sex drive. As sex I said, drive. Sex drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is because that's about rum springing, isn't it? Yeah, well, they go to <laughs> their car breaks down, I believe, and they got to get that's the That's one of the down. few good Seth Green uh, acting. Like, he he's always fixing cars of, for people, and it's like, well, if you think this is enough as a payment for us fixing your car for free. It's so sarcastic and asshole in that movie. It's actually funny. Welcome to the Seth Green podcast, where we're just going to talk about Austin Powers. Airborne, Austin Powers 2. It's going to be a very short-lived podcast. Airborne. We definitely need to talk about his Can't Hardly Wait character. Can't Hardly, I was just going to say Can't Hardly Wait with the weird fucking ski goggles and the big orange pants. And yeah, his backpack back, full of... And everything ooh. else about that character. And the blackface that he's doing guy, without doing blackface. Guy has a backpack and it's just full of fucking lube and scented candles. Oh, what boys are... That's a good movie. Um, Horrible mentions! Can't hardly oh, wait. Into the Spider-Verse. What? Uh, well, it, the... it was original until ten other multiverse movies came out in the last year. I wasn't thinking <laughs> the multiverse. I was thinking the Chip blending of its animation. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Chippendale would be there, but blending of its animation and but They created like way. a whole new type of animation. Yeah, yeah that. Well, that like, that I would have said Roger Rabbit and Chippendale just came out. That would have been a yeah. one. That, yeah. that Ryan yeah. Rescue Ranger is really fun. Talking about movies I wish uh, they would Hardcore be. Henry is a movie that's its own genre. Yeah. Yeah. Does uh what's does uh what's his name count with that uh uh the Jason Statham shout action star Frank mentioned yeah Frank I know it's like the 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 formats out there but the movie Searching with John Cho oh uh, yeah they're kind of all, all online told, yeah. all told through like the Zoom or like the emails they and did whatnot. that horror movie Unfriended or yeah something like that one yeah. Searching though works as like a, a detective story and. Yeah, it's better than any of the horror ones, except for that movie Host that came out. You really don't see that twist coming, huh? Uh, topic! It worked. It worked. Ooh, we got another oh, topic. Uh, Is that final? Uh, topic or Joe's topic? Uh, movie duos. Duos. We can skip games if you want. I, I came up with this topic all by myself. So what's your favorite movie duos that have multiple movies, not necessarily in the same franchise? Brian, what's your pick? Oh, yes. I'm glad. Thank Good question. I like this question. You came up with we it. We had a bracket about this question. We had a comedy bracket. Oh, it was just comedy. Um, and actually, this guy came up earlier, and uh, his duo partner could have been on the list also. Uh, Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson came to mind. Um. I was watching Tired of the Vengeance, and then I realized I broke my own rule because I was only thinking of Unbreakable, and I forgot they did Glass also. But, like, even if it had just been Unbreakable, Pulp I fiction. think it made the list. And then they're in Pulp Fiction, but they don't have any scenes together, really. That's okay. okay they're still in the movie together, and, uh, and I mean, I have some other honorable mentions, but... Like, their you know, chemistry, but their chemistry in Die Hard is so fucking... Right, exactly. Die Hard, and, like... He's a big part of what makes it so good, and and Bruce, uh, you know, John McClane had never really had a partner like that that was with him all the time. That wasn't just somebody on the radio or whatever. So, top three action trilogy: Dire One, Two, you know, Three. Oh yeah, Dire One, Two, Three is incredible. I could watch those all back to back. Obviously, the first two have more of a winter sense. Christmas Die Hard. I don't love. I only watch like. You know, the Die Hard's a Christmas movie, whatever. I do always make a point to watch Die Hard at Christmas time, but I watch Die Hard 2 also. Also a Christmas movie. 
Yeah. I don't love Die Hard 2. I just like when he throws it's in that Ghostbusters 2 vein where it is very much just more of the same, but it's good more. But it's good, yeah, yeah. In my, in my, I, I don't, I, I don't. You just give me. I remember my thoughts. <laughs> my pick is uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. I went for the low hanging fruit, but that's such a good pick, that's man. Good. Raging Bull Even got just did Casino. the Scorsese. You got at least four good ones, like. Yeah. Ben, that's, it's just like I, I know that I, I think we've talked about it in the past. Like everybody, rightfully so, sucks like Robert De Niro's balls for being an amazing actor. But man, Joe Pesci goes blow for blow with him. Like I feel I'll like see. he holds his own and and then many times steals the scene from him. He's always stealing the scene. And it's amazing to watch those two powerhouses just work together. And I, like with Pesci, Pesci, has, Pesci has like that real like. Calm side, De Niro plays the calm guy, calm guy, calm guy, and like might seem like break for a moment, but his break is still calm. It's still controlled. Pesci goes can be calm to crazy, to calm, and then to just fucking straight up bananas, and then bring it all the way back to calm out of nowhere. Like I was thinking about him and Goodfellas when he beats the shit out of uh Louis Shine Box. And at the very end, he's like, I'm so sorry, and just brings it back down after beating the shit out of him. Like, oh, oh, sorry about you. Yeah, sorry, Henry. Sorry. Yeah. What? <laughs> I love when the fucking uh, shoots Spider, and he gives that same look. He's like, what? What? I will say, and this is not to denigrate Pesci in any way, but I think like the difference is that Robert De Niro is always that good in almost everything he's in, whereas like, De Niro raises Pesci to his level. When they're together, Pesci is, a, is always better. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. think of a lot of Joe Pesci movies outside of my cousin Vinny that are like as good as they all. Home Alone, huh? Home but, Alone. I don't consider that a Joe Pesci vehicle, really. I mean, eight hits in a duffel bag. It's a Macaulay cult. Oh, what, are you gonna do Gone Fishing too? Gone Fishing, <laughs> Drowning Moon. Are we gonna do Lethal Weapon Four? Like all Lethal Weapons. It's a Weapon Four. Yeah. You know, three. Lethal Weapon Three and Four. <laughs> uh, he shines in Four. He he's kind of there. Hey man, you almost hit me with a car when I was twelve or ten or something, and my life. I'm not trying. I just said I wasn't trying. Just think, Joe Pesci's great, but he's at his best when he's paired with the Nero. And he should have hit me with his car, and I would have money now. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't have got nothing. He would have killed you. I was gonna say, he's your body just being out in the Pine Barrens now. That's all. <laughs> no, we have witnesses. They'll be there with you, baby. TJ. I'm trying to think, like, because I know what I'm pretty sure I fought for the most during our bracket. Um, but the minimum, not, it's not even minimum, it's like they got four movies together and a show and an internet show. But uh, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, for me, are I will always watch something they're stars of. Like almost anything, like even Paul. If they're together, that's enough to bring you in, really. Paul, yeah. Paul holds up at age pretty well. It's I just tough. watched it like, recently. Paul is probably better than the end of the world or the world's end or whatever. World's end. And I just just thinking about that because I was just on Tubi TV uh, that yes. that's available. World's yes. end. And I do yeah. like it, um, but it's like it's nowhere up to Hot Fuzz or Sean the Dead. Here's my and thing was, with what the world's end since nobody asked. I wish it was just about the guys in the pub crawl, and I wish they left all the alien shit out of it. When they, when it turns when it turns into that, I get I lose all interest in it. I love all the interaction between the guys and like their like 
what's been going on with them and their dynamic and how it's changed. All that is so good. All those guys, the cast is amazing. And then it becomes like a dumb sci-fi action movie. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. It basically like, becomes Shaun of the Dead at the end. They're just fighting off zombies and, and running away and shit. And I'm just like, all right. Well, I was just awesome. like a little like add-in on this. is like, obviously we saw Pesci come back and do The Irishman a couple years ago. And we could argue about that movie if you ever want to. I don't want to. I actually never saw it. Yeah, it's not it's that really good. Yeah, see? Anyway. But, like, I would like to... I, would I like don't to think it deserves its criterion status. No. Join back up again and do another film. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to have your right. You guys did Paul by yourself. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people have said that ever since they stopped working with Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright has been... Yeah. I, has anybody seen Last Night in Soho? It just came on HBO Max. I'm going to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. Anybody watching? Fine. No, I was so going to do the same right. thing. I, I thought sense. it looked fine. And it's got Matt Smith in it, which is like a kiss of death. That guy that guy cannot pick a movie to save his life. That's a, It's that, fine. Right? The ending is very... <clears throat> okay. when is well, I remember watching the trailer and being like, this looks pretty good. And then the end of the trailer was really bad. And I was like, uh-oh. That, that's weird. I, I, that... The main the main actress she's a wonderful human being very beautiful but her voice gets to a point that you go like can you just shut the fuck the other other girl yeah can you just shut the fuck up already her voice very very high pitched very annoying and grating uh Joe. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. I kind of want to shake it up because I do have my normal ones. It's shake uh, it up, shake, shake, shake it's, it up. It's uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley always do it for me, minus Sherlock Holmes. But that's not what I want to pick. And this okay. thing really shaking up is singing uh, Ben Stiller and Will uh, Owen Wilson. And it's not really just starring movies together, but like their their interactions and Meet the Parents. And you Royal know, it's a good movie that they're both in. Royal Tenenbaums. So Royal Tenenbaums and Night at the Museum. Yeah, like, I think they just work really well together. Hell, Star even the Stark scene, Hutch has moments. Zoolander is the big one. Uh, there are a lot of it just look like they have a, you know so much fun in that fucking movie together, running around. Um, yeah, I I kind of miss that comedy duo. Owen Wilson is in Heavyweights. Is he? No, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, I had some honorable mentions that were comedy, but I like I kind of veered uh, away. From comedy yeah, too. I I wanted to just veer away of not talking about Will Ferrell and John C. Riley again because I do like them. We'll probably never see them work together together again. No, probably not. They kind of so, fell out. Sad because from what that article I read, it sounded like once uh way Adam McKay put it at least was once Will Ferrell's done with you, he's done with you. Oh, so he so he must have got done with having a good career because that's been a while. Cause in a long time. Yeah, oh. he actually really hasn't put out a. Good Hell no, he hasn't put out a good movie in a long fucking time. Come back at him, Will. Come on, Will. Come back at him. You won't. <laughs> he got nothing. He got nothing. Stop <laughs> it! Uh, yeah. Oh wait, I had an honorable mention. Oh, go ahead. Uh, these guys, they were kind of a punchline for a while, but I think they came back in the last year and showed they still got it. I'm talking about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Great. They're fucking good. They're good together on screen. They're good writing partners. They're what fucking they in? good. What were they in? <laughs> They're in The Last Duel, the Ridley Scott movie. Oh, to the Ripley one? Is that Ridley Scott? Yeah, Ridley Scott. Great movie. 
It was really good. And no, it meant, got kind I of said, like I buried. said rape, rape movie, rape. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Dropping the R word on this thing now, huh? I'm out, guys. All right. So, so we're going to play a game. And this is going to be... Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Oh, that's a good one. That's the best one, really. Yeah, honestly, you win. Oh, if we're doing TV, I also wanted to throw out um, uh, Walt Goggins and... Um, oh, shit. Danny McBride? Danny Not... McBride, yeah. They were on my list, but like TV wasn't eligible. But yeah, I mean, like you used to be able to put in Seth Rogen and James Franco. like They put some fucking good-ass movies together, but canceled. Um, so anyway, we're going to play a game. We're going to do a pitch. We're going to do a old classic pitch game. I'm going to give you a plot, a character, and a note. And then, uh, and then I'm going to, you know, and then you're going to have to pitch something for it and I'll pick the best pitch. So well, mine, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's go just by, uh, order of, uh, movie, like who's picking next. So Brian, Brian go first. Then, yeah. Brian needs TJ. All right. So let's pick. I'm picking at random. And you're each going to get a minute to pitch. Full minute. So your character is a video game. I last. A video game character come to life. Oh, everybody's doing this one? No, just Oh, Brian. this is just for me. It's just for okay. me. Goes on a quest to slay a dragon. So that kind of fits. And your studio note is, what if the hero was actually trying to escape a bloodthirsty cult? So I'll give you I'll give you a little bit to think about that while I pick Yusuf's. A young politician with dreams of saving the world. Is your character the plot flights? I'm sorry, fights in bloody gladiator death matches. And your studio note: two words, laser dogs. So, a young politician with dreams of saving the world fights in a bloody gladiator deathmatch and include laser dogs. And TJ. Kid in a wheelchair. Fine. A dysfunctional family on a road trip is your character. It should be easy Okay. Your Christmas plot vacation. gets trapped in the body of a bear. Miss All of them? <laughs> Well, I guess you could, you know, figure what the works. The whole dysfunctional family? Midsummer, midsummer. I can't vacation. write the movie for you. And then, uh, can we kill off the main character in a in a really surprising twist? Uh, so the bear is not a surprising enough. No. Well, TJ could tell me the plot. So Brian, I'm up first. Let me I was too busy thinking about everybody else's pitches, but don't worry, I'll come up with something. All right. Let one, two, three. So Disney announces a live action movie, a remake of their Dragon Slayer, their or the you know the the from the late eighties, uh, right before the Renaissance, right before they that might not even be the name, but it's close to something like that. But you know the one I'm talking about, the lanky knight with the weird helmet, and he fights a dragon. So. You're sitting in the theater and you're watching this movie and it's like a pretty decent live action remake or whatever. That's what every studio wants to hear, decent. Yeah, well, it's Disney, live action remake, so it's decent. Yeah, fair. But just as he gets 
to fight the big dragon. There starts to be like weird stuff happening with like the reality of the situation. Very hallucinogenic. Things are kind of coming in and out. And you realize that what he's been experiencing isn't a uh, the Dragon Slayer video game come to life that he thinks he, he is. It's him strapped to a chair being drugged and brainwashed by a cult. So he's like <laughs> slipping in and out of the reality of this knights and armor and and dragons and also escaping this so like he's seeing some reality but he's also seeing like fantasy shit the 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 cultists brian brian i get it it's time (laughs) all right hey hey, i've I've also played assassin's creed that sounds amazing so (laughs) so and two things uh i need an, do you have a name for it and also um we need to incorporate lizzo into the movie the that studio really just, wanted lizzo lizzo plays the dragon okay just as is it's just like a big Lizzo. <laughs> she's just just like she looks and whatever she wants to wear is fine and she's gonna be superimposed like the size of smog okay. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do perfect Perfect. And the name will be whatever the name of the game was because it's a live action Disney remake. Okay, yeah, get butts and seats. But then it'll, but that's what I'm saying. It's gonna twist on him, cabin in the woods style, and fuck it, fuck some shit up. And a bunch of kids are gonna get traumatized. It's gonna be awesome. Perfect. Uh, be so, y- Yusuf. I'm having an anxiety attack, I think. Why? <laughs> no reason. So, uh, whenever you want, Joe. All right, ready, set, one, two, three, go. Barry Coogan stars as a young politician ready to set the world on fire. Recently selected as the youngest senator in American politician history, he wants to change Washington for good. But once he gets there, he realizes... It's not about debating your fellow colleagues. It's about fighting to the death under the Senate House in order to get your bill towards the president. Uh, there will be laser dogs included. The title well, of the movie? How, how do we... Jerry how, Mer- what? Sorry. How are the laser dogs included? Uh, they are the ones that protect the door of the president. So once you defeat... He defeats all the senators on his way to pass the bill for world peace, because he's going to save the world with that bill. Um, he has to defeat the laser dogs in order to get inside of the president for him to sign the bill. Solid, solid, solid. What's, uh, the, what title is, the title is Jerry Murdering instead of gerrymandering. Jerry Murdering. Love that. I love That's that. That's good. That's, that sounds like a title they came up with and then worked backwards to the plot. Now, I did. now the studio really wants to include... Uh, uh, a Mr. Bean element. Mr. Bean. Well, obviously he's gonna be the. Obviously he's gonna be the president. He's this dumb buffoon president that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. All the senators and the congressmen are controlling all his actions. They just keep him locked in his office. He's making dumb uh, stuff in his office. Mr. Beaning it up in there while Barry is killing everybody in the Senate floor. I can get on board with that. All right. And uh, TJ. Jerry murdering. Coming Jerry murdering. Phenomenal. TJ, can your anxiety pitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can definitely. All right. Yeah. You... Just bear with me here. Sorry. All right. Me. One, two, three. You can start. 
We open with loud arguments downstairs in the kitchen. A mother and a father are fighting. This little boy in this family, a dysfunctional family, has a magical uh, uh, trick he can do. He can shrink himself down. Every time he hears his family fighting because his dad brought his sneaky link to the football game and his mom found out about it, he hid himself into the sewer drain and the mom always finds him there. So he has get, she has to coax him out of the drain. One last straw, this dad wants to get his family back together, so he takes his family onto a trip to the Jersey Shore. And as we know in Jersey Shore, there's bears everywhere. This little boy, though, has a very special toy. And during camping sessions, when they're all at the beach, a bear comes in, comes in, eats in that uh, little boy's toy box, and swallows it whole. When the family comes back, they realize that a bear has uh, ruckus their uh, whole campsite, ate and everything there. It's also a little boy's toy. He gets very upset. He shrinks himself down to a little ball and finds that bear and crawls into his asshole and gets himself trapped in the bear trying to get his toy out. Now, this is a Disney Plus exclusive, guys. So we've got <laughs> PG. Um, this family, this dad and this mom are going on a crazy trip. They get the entire sea town to get go after this bear. And it's just, again, just a bear. Sounds great. Um, so you're at time, but if you, I'll give you a little 10-second no, no, Um If we're going to kill the main character, this is a Disney movie. We can't kill a kid. Maybe no. the dad dies in a very heroic way, saving the, from the bear. But unfortunately, the bear is going to die when the kid actually can't control his uh, power and gets bigger and tears the bear's stomach from inside. And the dad is thinking about it. Well, that sounds Disney. phenomenal. Yeah. So... Um, the studio does really want to include a like supernatural element to it, um, but not. Kid is magic. Um, what we also we um, yeah. And uh, do you have a name? Uh, well, if you want the magic element, the kid has a crazy grandmother who died and left him a stone that makes him be able to shrink. She's a witch. Yeah, that's magical. That's magical. Okay. Um, great. So, uh. What's it's the all title? great pitches, guys. Yeah, you got oh, a title. Oh, uh, the bear hole. The bear hole. Okay, I like that title. Wow. Um, that might get you an interesting audience. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> bear hole. Honestly, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was on the fence, but the pair bear hole might, might have that name alone might be the audience. And the story ever really happened. You know, there were no parents fighting. Coming out June 2023. Uh, I wish I could. I wish I could uh, crown all of you the winners. But um, I was actually most captivated. Brian, Brian, you got go picture. Uh, bullshit. Just because I he was complaining, whining, complaining about losing he enough was to whining get whining so much that he got picked. Yay! I don't mind winning like that at White all. White privilege. White privilege. Yusuf, I think you've won every time. No, I liked Brian's White privilege. story. I had a little kid in a bear's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Anyway, we're going to the movies, guys. We got nothing else to say, correct? No, movies. What could possibly say? <laughs> last time, when I picked this movie, this movie released on the day of the last episode we recorded. In 1993, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. It had, I think, one of the best Burger King toy lines ever, if not also the best toy line. Um, I do not remember the Burger King. I'm Googling this right now. Having a, I, something makes me think there was something. It could be, I could be completely wrong. But either way, Arnold Schwarzenegger's last act. toys. It's incredibly meta. It's one of those movies that I didn't know what it was at the time, like how I was making fun of some of my favorite action movies. But also, it is 
I don't know. It's like one of those classic nostalgia movies. I don't know if anyone's had a first time watching this. My no, first I've time. seen this. Oh, Brian. Brian, that surprised me a lot. Yeah, this seems Maybe. like a... Right? Brian. Well, but here's the thing. I was, you know, uh, old enough to recognize a piece of shit when I saw one. So <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't it. a child, so I didn't sit down to watch this because I knew it looked very bad. <laughs> Basically, it uh, centers around... Um, the lead, uh, Jack Slater, the lead character, but also around a, a kid that you may have only seen in My Girl 2 in this. I don't think he's ever been in anything Yeah, else. that's about it, I think. Yeah. Um, and he lives in the real world in New York. He gets a magic ticket from a very uh, sad, drunk movie theater uh, owner. They don't, let that, they don't let you know that, but it also is Also, kind of- like... Later, when he says he's going to use the ticket to go back and see the, I was always, I was real worried about what he was going to do when he went back to this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah, I'm going to go find Lauren Bacall. Like, oh, all right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but the kid gets a magic ticket and goes in his favorite action series, uh, the Jack Slater series. I believe this movie is number four in it. Three. Uh, yes. Is this supposed to be three? Oh, this is four. You're right. The premiere is four. four. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then obviously. Fun ensues. Brian, you said first timers, so you guys lead this off. You like? Oh, I seen it. I oh, seen this said movie. Yes. Me. I thought you said me too. I love this shitty movie. Nice. Well, um, I watched part. it for the first time like a few months ago. A little intoxicated, and I had a really good time with it. Like, I like it starts like the hectic way it fucking starts off though. Just uh, like not knowing it's a, a, oh, it's a, a like a like it's you're watching the Jack Slater movie always fucking confused me. <laughs> Do you know how I, often that, that little kid's aesthetic is my thing? Is where he wears the like the Letterman jacket with the hoodie. What bothers me most is eating popcorn like bloody knuckles in the beginning. It just drives me nuts. Yeah, why are his yeah. hands all bloody? They ever say? I don't know. Maybe well later when he gets uh. Or like a deleted scene where he got in a fight or something, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't imagine there's anything deleted from this movie because it's two hours and ten minutes long for some reason. <laughs> it earns his run. No, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you feel that way because I'm gonna put you to the test with my next pick. <laughs> no, uh, kindergarten cop. Yep, that's no. Right. I, I, I. One of the things that I've always loved about this movie is the villain. I feel like the villain is so much fun. Uh, it's so what? stupid with the with the changing eye. Well, oh, both yeah, of them. Probably. The changing, like he's such an uh, like the actor himself. He's such a good actor. Um, Tywin Lannister, yeah. Um, Those days, yeah. Uh, and I like that he, like you, um, obviously you. If you see him versus Arnold, you're never gonna buy it. But he is <laughs> so much smarter and so much uh, menacing. In terms of his use of the use of the ticket and his wanting to destroy Slater, that you buy into him being a viable villain for Arnold, and that's one of the mo- the biggest trouble that a figure like Arnold faces when whenever you put him against a villain. Like he's such a fucking huge guy that there's you have to make the villain at least interesting or uh, conniving enough. To go like, okay, he's probably like he could fuck him up from a very far distance. Like I believe that Tom Noonan with a giant axe could fuck up. Yes, that's the that's what I was. It's still, but the funny part about that is though, 
I believe any Arnold villain because of Commando, because of Commando, because of Bennett and Commando. Because of Bennett's, Bennett set the bar so low that like a dude with my body type in a chainmail shirt can yes. get <laughs> like with Arnold. Kind of bothers me about this with um, the villain. If I can think of it, not not the the uh, not the Ripper, not not Tom Newman, but the other one where okay. they show in the very beginning where they have the obviously lead like mafia guy. Talking to the one dude, and he's like, you know, so and so, and he just does the gun without looking while reading the paper, and it comes back. They never really go into like him being like a dead eye, like ever really again, other than just having yeah the, the marks. They they never bring the marksman thing back into it. Yeah. Well, well, the, well, that's the funny thing about the not the funny thing, but the 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 detail is like when he did that, he had the bullseye eye on, so they kind of imply that 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 his eye. But he never really uses that eye again. No, he doesn't use it again, you know. He, he doesn't need a headshot after that, I guess. All right, question. What's better, Deadpool or Last Action Hero? Deadpool. Last, oh, last Action Hero. Ooh, we got a split and I'm being dead honest. Like, Here's I don't thing, like okay, that. I'm a first-time watcher, right? And I will admit that also, like, the buzz around this movie when it was coming out was not good. Like, I'm old no. enough to remember it was bad. It was a and hit. the movie flopped because of it, which was weird for an Arnold movie to flop. That was like a new it's thing. A yeah, because it, it was, I f- it, it's the classic, oh, it's so ahead of its time. But it really was because people were, back back when Arnold was just like head after head after head, people were expecting another point A to point B action movie. I and agree. then this comedy the, parody comes out. I agree that the idea is very ahead of its time. Yeah. I don't think it's executed. You don't think the execution? Perfectly. I, you know, as, it's, not, it's not executed perfectly. I just don't care about the kids. And I, I'm not going to harp on length because honestly, we all we make those jokes enough. But it's the pace. There's too much in the yeah. fake world and not enough in the real world. Then it feels like the real world stuff is all kind of rushed at the end. There need to be yeah. a better balance there no of like coming too. into the real world earlier and him like yeah. learning about the real world and learning his limitations a little bit. And, and like it, just, it could also be a structure thing. They could have always like do, done a Pulp Fiction thing where we saw him first in the in the in the real world. You get him like being this out of body, out of fish story then show how he got there and the ending you're not rushing him like we can fully digest his action beats yeah. instead of having to be like oh he oh he doesn't know what the fuck Do is you happening. guys want to talk about how also uh brian kind of brought this up a moment ago but like the timing of it like the kid comes back so basically the kid goes into the movie we're going to talk about him just experiencing With the dynamite movie. He's trying to talk everyone into, like, this is just a movie. The blockbuster scene is my favorite one. Definitely. But also, when he goes back and the mom's like, where you been? Like, the mom, as much as I, single mothers, <laughs> I understand it's tough. The mom didn't give a fuck about this kid. <laughs> <laughs> this kid went to the movies at, like. That mom wanted, that, wanted, she, that mom wanted. He was like, no, he got robbed. He got yeah. robbed. Went to the police station by himself, made a report, came that home to the least. same apartment by himself, or was supposed to, to the same apartment you just got robbed. Like, I don't know if you've ever, anybody's ever experienced a robbery, and I'm not even talking about one where you were there, but if your house has been broken into and your shit stolen while you're not there, you don't feel safe in that place that oh, much. Sure. Like, it takes time to get acclimated again. And if you're a kid, a home alone, who just had a knife stuck in his face and chained to a fucking radiator or whatever. You ain't like, feeling safe. 
traumatized. Dude, well, she was classic 90s, like, parrot. Like, it was like the tropes. They were just like, ah, whatever. But, like, the kid goes to the movies again at night with the, the really very vaguely kind of uncomfortable movie owner. Sure, could be um, a little creep factor there. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the little jack on. He's like, I've been waiting for you and pulls it on tight. <laughs> just for a yeah, well, like, then the kid goes in the movie, obviously, and then he spends the rest of the movie trying to explain to Jack Slater that it's just a movie. But this is like my favorite part of it. It's like, it's crazy that it flops. I've, but I've, but I've, can I put a pin yeah. there? I've never understood like him being such a huge fan of the franchise, I never understood why he was so. Even as a kid, like I was like, "Why aren't you like just living yeah, in just the li- world? Why are yeah. you so obsessed with like ruining it?" Right, for just everybody enjoy else? it. Like enjoy this amazing. World it would have where- been better if the kid would have been like, "Oh, this is fucking amazing! Let's yeah, let's shoot some bad guys. Let's like let's do this." I think you need yeah, a I little bit of um. He's like Randy if Randy got transported into a horror movie. He's too busy pointing out the tropes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a dream, man. You need a little bit of like what they figured out in like the Jumanji, like uh, rock one. Like, ooh, it's a video game, right? Like, yeah. like, 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 I could do shit in it or like yeah, whatever. You need a little bit and yeah, like exploit them a little bit more. Yeah, you need that like little. There's not, there's no playing around in the movie world, which. It could have been. It, it could have been like a one one off joke. Maybe when the cat comes in, like Danny DeVito cat, going like, "You really, you're not seeing that?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "All right, fuck it, let's just keep going." Then I'm, I'm yes, in it. Whatever. Say like the the police chief. I don't know if anyone recognizes him, Terminator Two. Yeah. Whereas like he's, 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 he's uh he's and from the like in a, yeah yeah he ties him up with the thing in Terminator Two. But he's also from National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, I, I just went vacation over the weekend. And he's from, uh, he's the boxer yeah. guy in Batters Not Included, too, right? Yes. Guys, talk yeah. about movies that I forget scene by scene we watched. Batteries Not Included. Just oh, a thousand percent. He's incredible, and you're wrong. I, I didn't I, say I, I, I didn't I like it, TJ. I just said I forgot every frame of it. I forgot it, too. But, but yeah, I love that they make fun of that trope of, like, him, uh, him being the black, uh, Co- police commissioner that's Crazy. always yelling like in nine in in ninety thousand eighty in the eighties movies. I him love busting the windows the right past Catherine Tremell and the T one thousand. Like he's like, what what? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very it's, it's saying, it has like, a lot of nuggets in it. And oh yeah, it's definitely like got a plenty of can and 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 in a time when we weren't so inundated with that stuff. Like yes. now it feels obviously a little tropey. Like we've all you know, but. Uh, yeah, that time obviously Stallone very original. The, uh, yeah, especially alone in the uh, home uh, in the uh, Terminator stuff, like the Blockbuster. Yeah, stuff. that's a, that's yeah, a good like five 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 here he goes. Oh, yeah, there he goes. The normal the, women don't look like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and his and his uh, daughter too being like this supermodel. He's just like, just like what the fuck is well, that? Like? What's her name from Billy Madison and Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat? Yeah, Sonya Blake. Oh, she says she's an action star. Oh yeah. Do you ever she notice in, um, in uh when he's going into his apartment, he's walking in. It's sunny on the. I never noticed this until I just watched it again. It's sunny on the one side when they walk in, and he shoots his closet. And like, there's always a guy in there. But if you look to the right where his like door is to the freeway, it's just pouring rain. <laughs> and they walk in sunny. I'm just like, 
because it just shows like his normal side, just like he just walks into his apartment, but then where he wants to sleep is just hectic brain and traffic. Well, no, like, it's like, is it like because is it are they playing off that cliche of like he's the haggard detective, so when he's home, it's always like rain pouring rain. down, and he's like depressive, you know, like the guy yeah. the, like Arnold, the beginning of End of Days, where he puts like pizza and a <laughs> yeah. milkshake and some whiskey in a blender. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but the movie, while the movie is super bombastic and in your face i do like the subtlety of the action how it shifts like the opening sequence him killing people with an ice cream cone yeah explosions being like over the top and then when he's in the real world the action sequences are very like like almost realistic to a to a certain extent so i do like that that contrast that you see in in the movie you know they went into the, the the intro, especially being like, let's make the most Arnold yeah. action we crazy. could possibly do. We craze it up and like. Even though, like I said, I don't think Jack Slater feels like an Arnold character at all. He, I think, he feels like Arnold parodying Mel Gibson from so *The Weapon*. I think this. Yeah, yeah like I feel like yeah, I feel like he didn't he, and maybe that's well, why he did it because he wasn't I sold. Think, Guys, I'm going to make fun of me. I think it was sold. I'm going to make fun of the genre. Yeah. Guys, I think what the, also the, we realize. That Shakespeare scene is like right off the yeah, I yeah, also think awesome. what we don't realize with Arnold and his career like that is uh, other people have a different like mindset of who they think Arnold Schwarzenegger and his movies are. It's the same thing with Stallone. And they actually watch them and they're yeah. not as what Blast and Action Hero is. They're yeah. just more straightforward, like action, save the day, blow it up, and that was what they're pigeonholed as. But you watch their actual movies, and they're not—that's yeah. not what they are. Yeah. So I, I think it does make sense for a general audience to be like, yeah, it's the action guy, because I don't think general audiences ever think as deep as the four of us talk. That's because yeah, they're we're, stupid. We're so deep. Uh, Mike, what's what's your favorite? Movie. What's your favorite sequence of the movie? I, to me, as a kid, and I feel like maybe it's the nostalgia, yeah. and it still makes me makes me laugh. Is the funeral sequence, him picking up the dead guy, like he's alive, and he's just, and everybody's just like, what the, f-? and all the family members whipping out guns. Yeah, but it the, always the gun part me. is good, but the best part is just like, is there a doctor? He's like, I'm a doctor. He's like, somebody help the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's so bad. It's so funny. It's so good. Like and him like landing on the tar on the tar pits and it instantly just wiping everything off. <laughs> it's just like cleaning himself. Whitney or the uh, the uh, you call Whitney in the movie or that's the kid kept following her. It's like it's her first role. She shows up. He's like, hey dad, who need clothes? He's like, does anyone else like feel like this is just planned? And he's like, what? Just goes with it. But also like um, the cop uh, switches. Who's where's he from? Um, the the one that betrays him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, F. Murray Abraham. He's in. F. Murray uh, Abraham. Uh, uh, yeah. Scarface. About him being the guy who killed Mozart is funny. Scarface. That's a funny yeah. joke. He's yeah. Scarface too. He's one of the oh, Mozart. And if you want to pull from Flyover, he's in Surviving the Game. Yes. I've since we since we've seen Surviving the Game, I have referenced that movie oddly enough over the last like four years Six in my years fucking years. life. I don't know That's why. In there, you, I was gonna say, like, even like, well, so what happens in this movie, also, if you want to keep, keep going, um, they're in the movie for a while, they come back to the real world, um, because the villain of the movie 
realize the movie didn't get him out of the world like after I think it's the tar scene, but also like oh. Do you want to keep going with the favorite action sequences or just move on? I really like the the scene uh, Yusuf was saying, and then like I said, even that intro, the 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 parody of the yeah, movie. Whenever the movies were parodied, that's always my favorite part. Almost at any fucking parody. My my favorite part also is the banter when we free, first have uh, Jack and the villain meet in the doorway, like their banter talking to one another. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I really like that sequence, and then him when he overhears that. That's not that's the villain. That's not how you that's not what's supposed to happen. And him like starting to connect the dots of what the fuck is happening. I always I've I don't know why I've always liked the villain more than the rest of the, the characters. Obviously Jack is amazing and it's Arnold being a parody of Arnold, but I mean I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, the, the best scene in this movie, which gives it like somewhat hard and kind of gives Arnold a little pull. Is when you meet his daughter in the movie for the first time, and then he opens up the drawer and sees like something the picture of his kid. And he goes on the walk, like, Did anyone have a cigar? And just goes off to get a cigar. And then he gets the whole like, we get the Jack Slater 3 ending where the kid gets pulled yeah, off. Yeah, the actual yeah. death. That's why I was Here gonna say go, the Ripper, like actual oh, all the stuff with Tom Noonan. I love him. Oh, yeah, so, no, no, no. And then she, yeah, playing off being yeah. the tooth fairy and being the villain in Robocop 2. And I mean, he's just doing like his Tom that Noonan. Really, you know, that really thing. awesome thing where it's like, yes, it's a movie for the kid, but also for these people, it's real life. And for him, he's like, well, once he realizes later in the movie that they are just a film. He's like, who's been doing this to me? Like, I'm just, I'm the saddest drunk. Def- like, if Tom Atkins was in this character, shout out Tom Guys, Atkins. Tom Atkins should have been that character. Shout out Tom Atkins. Never been an action star, but, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, the, and the callback to it in the end being, he gets like the redemption arc of actually being able to save the kid from the rooftop against uh, Tom Neenan. It is a good pull. Okay, now, and, and the and makeup is the makeup so bad as good or is the makeup good? What? Really on, good. on on who? On Tom. On the Ripper? Oh, yeah. good. Uh, I think it's good. I think he's got like too many teeth. His, in his teeth face. bother me. His teeth yeah. are because he has he's got, like, too many like, teeth. He looks that's, all what, the time. that's what made me think they were really trying to like tap into that tooth fairy. Like like oh yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of Manhunter fans coming yeah. out to see Last Action Hero, but I feel like they were really getting into that. <laughs> yeah. Time. Give well, that crossover. Like the, the raincoat and like um mail underneath it. And there he's like the best part also too, like shout out the where they're showing up, they give the real world show to the premiere of the new movie where Jack Slater's obviously showing himself. Arnold's there, Tom Noonan is there playing himself. Real Tom Noonan comes in yeah. after the Ripper. I love I did like that a lot though. I love Mary Hart's like confused, kinda like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm thinking about Killing someone tonight. She's like, ah, access Hollywood. And then the movie fuck on. He's like, oh, he's really gonna kill somebody. <laughs> That's like, it's like those small little parts of this movie are probably like one of my favorites. Like, I get what it is, but it's like when you mix those worlds up and you have Arnold coming to terms and the Ripper's like, I can do anything. And then the one scene where like he has all those horror movies circled up in the diner, the actual villain with the eye. He's in Paul Dracula, and obviously a shout out to Sir Ian e. McKellen who shows up. Yeah, I gotta love that. Like that, what a great pull! Like coming in as the Death from Seventh Seal. Like that's yeah, a, that's a great that's very funny. Yeah, I'm not here for you, for him. He's like, I'm here for you, Danny. He's like, when do I go? He's like, 
one year old, you're like, why are you there? Just get the fuck out, dude. Why did you show up at that point? I was going to say, like, we can get into the end of the movie because I, I, yeah. I have to say, so I'm watching the end, right? This movie's been a magical romp. You got the magic <laughs> ticket. You're in and out of different worlds. Magical very, world. very fantastical, right? <laughs> This movie leaves the kid in the same exact sad-ass position in his life as he was when he left. At least Willy Wonka knew to have the kid flying around a glass elevator at the end. This is like he's still in the shitty apartment. His mom yep. still has the shitty job. His life the, doesn't change even, whatsoever. The dude didn't even get his – like I thought at the very least through magic – the theater would get renovated or something. You know what I mean? Like something to improve the someone's mom. life yeah, using this magic. What did this, like you have unlimited power to like pull from and nobody is left in a better position at all. They walk off into the sad rain at the end. Well, <laughs> you have the dude who's probably going to die in the next three years. The oh, movie three years, three months. <laughs> and, I don't even give off in the one scene where like the kid shows up with Arnold, which everyone should know. Any person in the U.S. obviously in this movie, they kind of ruin this because Arnold is in real world. This guy is the the amalgamation of Arnold's movie character on film. The mom should know that the guy at her breakfast table eating hey, pancakes votes are like. People are busy. Like she. Well, they should have got together. And then Danny and her. He go seemed like he wanted to get with the mom. He seemed like he was into. Oh, like, the mom was. Oh, really I thought that was going to happen. Like, he was like, yeah. "Wow, a real human. This is crazy. Like a person." There, I thought know. that was going to happen. Yeah. We also do that in Kazam, though. Too. Again, though, Joe, that would have meant leaving someone in a better position than you found them, and this movie can't do that. Like, imagine if, like, the end of the joke of the movie was just like, oh, man, you kind of look like that, that Brian, action because, guy. What's because, his name, Jack because Slater? Because in the real world, we don't always get a happy ending. This is not a movie. Yeah, but this okay? is a meta... The movie version gets a happy ending this in the real world. This is a meta world. movie. They're still in the shitty world. Oh, no. This Jack is a meta didn't really get a happy ending. In fact, fucking his reality is broken, honestly. He's probably going to be real sure fucked where up that kid, Yeah, where that kid lived in New York. Also, his movie's going to be shit because he keeps looking at the camera. <laughs> There's a, um, not to be weird about Who's he winking at? That kid's not going to be in every showing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a question. Are there replicants now of, of, like, like, Jack, like Jack Slater's? In other movie theaters? In other it's movies, like. Multiverse now. Yeah, like, like, is this just happening in this one movie, or all Jack like, Slater pictures? Could you pull Dutch in, and could you pull the Terminator in, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But also, should we uh, one player more worried about this old guy showing up in like Wolf of Wall Street in the background? Just like the old movie theater owner just has tickets. I'm gonna go in anything I can just to survive. Because was a movie yeah, going to the, the, the movie done. theater owner would definitely go up on that plane scene for sure. <laughs> I recently watched that movie. That movie is like horny as fuck. I forgot about how horny that movie is. <laughs> Wall Street. Oh yeah, yeah that's crazy. Horny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like this movie. I, I feel like maybe my nostalgia um, glosses over a lot of the errors, but I just find it to be fun. Like there's there's I, I don't ha I don't need it to be the perfect movie or the best movie ever made, but it, it gets to a point at my old age of 34 in a few days where I where sometimes you just want to sit down and have fun with a movie. 
even though it's f- deeply flawed and overly long, but that this movie just hits hits it for me. Like it's funny, it has great action sequences. Some heartstrings are pulled. The kid can go like fuck himself. The ratings. He's going down the hill and he's like <laughs> ratings. Sidekick and goes over the moon. Like the Great. kid, the kid really does drag drag the movie down. Honestly, that's like the worst part of the movie. But let's go into the ratings. Phase. It sounded like you were winding up to the ratings phase. <laughs> uh, Brian, your first time. Give us a rating. Ah, uh, you know, I, I do think this it, the movie deserves credit for being creative and having ideas and you know all that. But he also had, like, unlimited monies and the biggest star on the planet. So there's no excuse for it not being a little bit better. Um, I would Wait, this... I want to add, I was, while we were talking, I was looking up real quick. Box office-wise, though, Jurassic Park just jumped ahead of it to release. So Jurassic Park was out the week prior. I think that has a lot to do with his slumping box office. Yeah, but like I said, the buzz around this movie was not good at the time. Either. Okay, you lived it. I was I just in enough. I was just a newborn baby somewhere. I was there. I was around. Brian, was, yeah. yeah, no, Brian had 34, 34 years old, was he? Was That's right. <laughs> I was celebrating my 35th birthday. Sorry, I was over a year old, so I should be well privy. Brian, with his birthday. first family, decided to take them to Last Action Hero. That's right. I took TJ. I carried him in myself. He was a little boy, and we walked, we walked in together. <laughs> if anything's, if anyone's being father and son, it's me and you, buddy. True. Really good. Um, yeah, but anyway, my rating, I would give this, like, I'd probably give it, like, a five, you know, very middle of the road, just kind of, like, like, a straight down the middle, it's, it is fun, it does have some enjoyable moments, but also a lot of the stuff is, like, <laughs> alright, but I don't think I would get a lot out of it the second time, but I can definitely see how you would have nostalgia for it, like, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I grew up with it. Uh, Joe, your second time viewing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always like middle on this movie. I do enjoy it. Uh, I think, I, you know, 6.1, uh, Stallone, uh, Stallone as Terminators. Um, I, I, I find it very just middling, you know, it's. Yeah, oh, sorry. Get it was five Charles Dance's glass eyes. That's what's Yeah. Oh, that was mine. Because I, I think, like, I'm not as nostalgic as Yusuf, but I have seen it every, like, you know, throughout my life every now and then. I've always enjoyed it. So that that is there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of movies from my childhood that my parents would either buy or rent, and this was one of them. Like, I would pop it in, would, and my parents would be happy because I didn't know there were locking me in for two hours and 10 minutes and they didn't have to worry about me. Uh, that's probably why they were so happy, even though all the violence was happening. Um, yeah, I'll give it with nostalgia goggles, uh, 7.5 tight, tight shirt. Arnold wearing so Love fucking it. hot in this movie. Tight, tight shirt. And, and oh, the pants it. too. And the boots. Woo. And the jacket. Come on. Snakeskin boots. Yes. Uh, it's funny as you're watching it you're saying i pulled up the poster because i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. thumbnails already pretty sweet poster too like yeah yeah, great poster absolutely great poster but they have everything yusuf's talking about the tight shirt the boots the pants oh yeah he's like kicking in the air one of my favorite parts of t2 is when he pulls out his gun 
that bicep rips, that vein drops all the way from here to kingdom come. This thing's getting a 7.5 veins because this is right in getting out of that T2 phase and just going straight into Jack Slater phase. That's probably why he's so, he's not as bulky in this. He's more like, he's a little. He's like rock. It's weird that he's so cut in this and he never really rips and goes shirtless, though. Never think like that. He changes shirts. He changes shirts. The kids. He does change shirts. Okay. Doesn't he? Doesn't he, he uh, go shirtless for the after the tar pit? That's the only time we see him shirtless. Or am I? Maybe mis- may, you might. You could be right. He has his shirt on. His sleeves are rolled like all the way up, and does the napkin thing. And then she shows up, throws some clothes. Uh, no shirtlessness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Seven point five. Arnold is hard shirt on the whole movie. Crazy. All right, this was fun, TJ. Like honestly, if you could pick movies like this, even if it's a five from Brian and a six from Joe, we'll be happy for the for the rest of the hundred episodes going forward. <laughs> but Brian, you said Too bad, something you about one of my picks. Something about long, maybe. Okay, it's still all right. In my so, head. It's still in my so, head. So right around the time of my last pick, I watched a newer movie uh, that I really loved and it was really great and really fun. And I thought it was going to get really annoying talking about it a lot and it's getting a little bit of hype, but I actually was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit on it and make it my next pick. I have a bunch of stuff, but I'm like, jump. This guy's going to jump the line. Um, you probably heard of it. You probably even seen a trailer or something. I want to do RRR. Um, oh, I'm happy uh, you're going to do that. Cause I want to watch that. I'm so okay. happy. You, that. you, Yusef, have you I actually have no watched it already that. or just a trailer or something? It's three hours and fucking 20 minutes. Okay, man. It's only three hours, and it has an intermission, so you can break it up into a half hour, an hour and a half chunks. An hour and a half, you got a nice intermission, and then another hour and a half. I'm really happy. What's RRR? Okay. It's an Indian action movie in Netflix. It's an Indian action movie. It is on Netflix. Um, again, I had heard, I had said some, there'd been some hype and I'd seen some videos, but I didn't think I was going to be interested in it, to be quite honest. And then like, I was waiting for Harrison to get ready for bed or something. And the movie started and I watched like the first 10 minutes or so. And I just, I was hooked and I'm telling you, I'm not doing this to like, this isn't a trick. I'm not being ironic. I'm not like, Oh, (laughs) this Bollywood movie. I genuinely fucking fell in love with it. It's like, I've it's been like, to hit play, but every time I see that fucking round time... I'm I know, like, man. I know. And you're not wrong. And if it didn't have that intermission... Like, I watched Dude's other two movies that are on Netflix. Uh, the Bobbly and Bobbly 2. Good, but, like, that intermission helps. I did it in two nights the first time. I'll probably do it in two nights this time. It's got a nice stopping I mean, point right in the middle. And it's just... It's like India sucked in all of our action movies for 30 years and then produced a, like, perfect diamond to, like, give to us. This is going to sound... Brian, this is sound really uh, eye-rolly. I knew something was up with this movie. You were talking about it and Unspooled did it immediately. Yeah, it's... And, like, and I thought you, that was I neat. Thought, Interesting. I was describing it to a friend of mine who was also skeptical, and I, I told him this. I was like, so you know how, like, the Fast and the Furious movies take themselves very seriously? But they also are really, like, they're they're really focused on trying to be cool. Mm. RRR is that, but, like, just totally earnest. Everything is, like, every emotion is, like, that kind of, like, big and heartfelt, and everything they do is just feels very genuine, whereas they're not yeah. preoccupied. 
satisfied with also trying to seem badass. They're just doing it. They're just like, this is what <laughs> yeah. I saw the sequence. I saw a sequence of the tiger, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I want to, I want to see it. And they're and then three hours, I was like, I'm good. No, you're and not wrong. But now, the of course, now isn't course, intimidating. I'm happy. But like I said, with the breakup, I think it's doable. I don't think it's too much to ask. I think all it's right. way less than when I had you guys watch all the Lord of the Rings movies. And there's multiple. That was, that was um, or uh, see, and this, multiple, awesome. and this could be two, who knows. Or there's multiple we could argue about it. That's fine too. <laughs> yeah, he just watched a movie and he made us watch documentaries. So this yeah, Brian's an asshole. I, uh, All right, where can the people find you? I do abuse you guys in a wholly different way. Brian than does ask for the most of us out of a a a, 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 four, who, a quadruple. Who really asks more, Brian or me? Who asks more? Oh, uh, Brian. I feel like I feel like I'm the nicest Brian. of all of us. Yeah, yeah I feel like probably uh, me. DJ, but give the best smooches. I miss you in New but, Jersey. But I asked the most, but I pay. I mean, come on, Lord of the Rings. That was a payoff. Three out of four of us already knew that was going to be a winner. <laughs> well, that was different. That was a whole like a. Uh, well, uh, I want this to be like mind. that. I'm endorsing. <laughs> I'm getting behind RRR. <laughs> all right, where can the people find you, Brian? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hercules. Trying not to be annoying about RRR. <laughs> Go. Uh, you can find me at Chindango1. Uh, and on here doing Flyover State of Fear uh, and the Twitter Flyover State of Fear. TJ. I'm doing my best in trying to stay positive on Twitter at TJ Dex, Turn to Things Finale. <laughs> anyway, great series. Check it out. Uh, uh, TJ, TJ, you don't two need to mediocre, on Two Twitter. mediocre seasons and a finale, and you're saying great series? What the fuck? All right, bye! bye. bye. No, I didn't.